USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNet Home Services. Welcome to Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio. We're on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus, located here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Ted Robertson, and Mr. Oscar Vaughn joins us in studio today. Oscar, one of the board members of Honor Flight of Southern Colorado, and our wonderful friend and frequent flyer here on Veterans Voice. Great to have you back, uh, Sterling. Also a board member of Honor Flight of Southern Colorado. Two big events coming up in you guys' world. First, there's a, a welcome home for veterans who have been on a flight, and you're welcoming them back. You make an event of that. Um, really roll the red carpet out. And the other really big deal is for the first time ever, an all-woman's veteran honor flight. Oscar, at Sterling's suggestion, we're going to lead with you this morning. Okay, and good morning, everyone, and good morning, Ted. So uh, one of the things that we are very proud of when it comes to uh, Honor Flight of Southern Colorado is that uh, we get the opportunity to take um, our cherished heroes, both male and female, to Washington, D.C. to see the memorials built in their honor. Uh, we've had, we're going to have a very busy 2023. Uh, we've already had uh, one very special event uh, last, actually this month, about two weeks ago today, uh, called Boots, Bubbles, and Bourbon. Uh, for those of you who missed it, you missed quite the party. Uh, we also have another event coming up in March, March 18th, which is a Saturday down at the Abbey in Canyon City. It is our second annual banquet and silent auction. And we have tables for sale. We also have individual tickets for sale. It is going to be a great time uh, for those who do come. Uh, our next honor flight is an all-women's flight. That will take place in April, uh, the, the 20th through the 22nd of April. We leave on a Thursday, come back on a Saturday, and then Sterling and the rest of the board members who are here will host a very special homecoming for those for those uh, women veterans. Um, the 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 reason we we started doing a uh, we will do, continue to do women's flight, but the reason we're starting it this year is we have over forty six thousand women veterans in the state of Colorado alone. And uh, none of the three honor flight hubs in Colorado had ever done a women's flight. So we're going to be the first. And we hope to continue to do this yearly for those women veterans. So if you are in, uh, if you can hear my voice and you're a women's veteran who served in World War II, Korea, or Vietnam, please consider joining us on a flight in the future. Um, this flight is going to be very special. We have 29 women. Uh, 29 uh, cherished heroes who served in either World War II, Korea, or Vietnam who will be coming on this trip, as well as 17 guardians and about another five or six uh, volunteers from the Honor Flight family. And they're going to have a blast. 
they they've got uh, the women's memorial lunch set up for that. They're going to see Arlington uh, National Cemetery. They're going to go to the uh, United States Marine Corps War Memorial, uh, the Iwo Jima Memorial. Uh, they'll also hit the uh, World War II Korea and Vietnam memorials. Um, that's always a very special event uh, for those who, especially for those who served in uh, those those uh, those particular. Uh, conflicts. Oscar, I want to do a couple of things here. I'm going to pause to say thank you to a sponsor of ours. Sterling, when I come back, um, I'd love to touch base with you on the the welcome home piece of this, that event that you'd like to do after every flight. And then, Oscar, I want you to introduce uh, Mr. Mike Thomas with Pikes Peak Hospice. Perfect. We're going to say thank you to Colorado Computer Support right now. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice technology partner, meeting all of our computing needs here at Veterans Voice. And Colorado Computer Support will meet your needs as well. They are veteran-owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado businesses. Sterling, let's talk a little bit about the Welcome Home events, how important that is. Uh, and you do that after every of these honor flights. Yes, we do. And uh, thanks again, Ted, for having me back on to Veterans Voice. It's always a pleasure. A big part of what we do is our Welcome Home event. And uh, our goal is truly that, to welcome those veterans home, all of our veterans, but especially those of ones, unfortunately, that for some errors were not welcome back, or as we know, um, other issues, which is sort of a, a sad commentary on our society at that point. But uh, we're going to have uh, the Welcome Home event this year will be held uh, at Sierra High School, and uh, it will be on the 22nd when they get back in town, and we will have it at the Sierra High School gym. And our goal is to fill a 1,200-seat gym. So we cordially invite family, friends, the community, everybody to come out and welcome our our veterans home because again it's a very big part of what we do and that's something we see with every trip uh the common refrain from our veterans is they finally felt that they were welcomed home and of course not that our veterans are asking for anything but simply appreciate what they've done in service of our country there and uh, we're going to have uh, quite a ceremony we're, we're working on things right now but the one thing that i can share we're going to have an all women's color guard and uh, a few other items that uh, I know will make it entertaining, uh, but also a very meaningful experience for our uh, veterans coming home. Uh, we would like to ask that uh, everyone be in place by 6.40 p.m. All this information will be on our website. We do ask that people check our website uh, the day of. Uh, we do live in Colorado, so in case there are weather delays, flight delays, that type of thing. But again, our goal is we want to fill a 1,200-seat gym. Please come join us. All right, Sterling, what we're going to do is we're going to pop out of here. We're going to say thank you to another one of our partners. We're going to use the last couple of minutes we have in the program today uh, for introductions with uh, Mr. Mike Thomas with Pikes Peak Hospice. And uh, we will give registration information, contact information, dates and times and websites uh, as we close out the segment. How's that sound, everybody? Perfect. Sounds good. Every season brings a new strain on your home's systems. Veterans Voice partner, the WireNet Homes Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned and proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradoans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the WireNet does all of that. 
Oscar, kindly introduce Mr. Thomas, and then uh, let's uh, circle back around to everybody and give dates, times, and contact information. Mike Thomas is uh, a person I just met. He works with a an organization for which I have a great deal of respect, Pikes Peak uh, Hospice and Palliative Care. Uh, we are working with them, hopefully in the future, on making sure that we can get those veterans that they work with an opportunity to go on an honor flight if they so desire. But Mike is the um, he's the military liaison. He's been a couple. He's already a, a very strong supporter of uh, Honor Flight of Southern Colorado, uh, along with uh, his his uh, company and D and Dawn, who are are great supporters of Honor Flight as well. So, with that, I introduce Mike Thomas. All right, thank you, thank you, Ted and Sterling and Oscar. We're we're very proud of Pikes Peak Hospice and Palliative Care. We're very proud of our relationship with Honor Flight of Southern Colorado and. I'm honored to be present with Veterans Voice today. Currently, I'm, I'm honored to be in a brand new position, newly created by Pikes Peak Hospice and Palliative Care as a liaison, not only to veterans in our community, but to the organizations that support veterans in our community to help ease the transition for folks to end-of-life care, which for a lot of people is a big mystery. The word hospice is, is a big mystery to a lot of folks. And to me, having served as a chaplain for seven years and four years as a hospice chaplain, I define hospice as grace. It's just purely grace. Imagine you're in a time of need, a family, because the end of life is a family episode. Imagine the cavalry arriving with support and saying, hey, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be full of grace and love and harmony. Oscar talked about the the healing and the emotions and the reconciliation that happens, particularly at the Vietnam War Memorial, we see a lot of that in hospice. We see folks reconciling their lives and their relationships with others and being in it what we call a sacred space. We create a sacred space. We are honored to be invited into that space. And I work with professionals who are absolutely called to this very special and graceful work. So hopefully through relationships with Honor Flight, Veterans Voice, and other organizations in this community, we can get the word out that we're all going to be there someday. Hospice is a beautiful and graceful experience when it's done well, and no one does it better than Pikes Peak Hospice and Palliative Care. Mike, thank you so much for being here today, and I can't wait to get to know you better and have you, you back here on Veterans Voice to talk about that whole process. Absolutely. Oscar, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I've got about a minute or two left here. I want to wrap things up with Sterling today. Uh, A couple of details that our listeners should know about the upcoming Women's Honor Flight. Then I'm going to ask uh, Sterling to share a little bit more with us about uh, the Welcome Home event. Perfect. So uh, the Women's Flight, uh, one of the things we really do appreciate is if people would like to come out and wish our veterans off in a a very nice way. So we will be flying out of Colorado Springs on Thursday, uh, April 20th. Uh, We always appreciate those who would like to come out and and bid them farewell. Uh, We have, uh, we'll have plenty of news coverage, but uh, we also like for the local community to come out and uh, it's a good way for folks to uh, to wish our folks well. Oscar, thank you for being here. Sterling, we're going to wrap it up with you today. Uh, some details about the Welcome Home event. Great. Sounds good. So please join us for our Welcome Home event, Sierra High School, 
on uh, April 22nd. We're asking everyone to be in place no later than 6.40 p.m., and I promise it will be a great time. Sterling, give that web address a good couple of times, nice and clear, so folks can write it down. Okay, the website is uh, honorflightsoco.net. But if you just type in Honor Flight of Southern Colorado, it'll take you right there. Okay, honorflightsoco.net. Sterling Campbell and Oscar Vaughn joining us today, board members of Honor Flight of Southern Colorado, and a very special guest, a man we are looking eagerly forward to hearing from, again, Mr. Mike Thomas, veteran liaison with uh, Pikes Peak Hospice and Palliative Care. Gentlemen, thank you all for being with us today and for everything that you do. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. Thank you. I'm Ted Robertson. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, originating from flagship station KRDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Coming up next, a man whose name you might know if you are a sports geek, Mr. Ben Garland, a big guy giving back big. Veteran's Voice will be right back. This is Veteran's Voice host Mike Lewis, and you can hear us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search for the word wreath for Wreaths Across America Radio and tune in to the Veteran's Voice. Now back to Ted Robertson on the Veteran's Voice. Welcome back to Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Ted Robertson. In this segment, Mr. Ben Garland, or Major in the Air National Guard, formerly an NFL player for three different teams, including the Broncos. He is now founding partner of the Wingman 63 Foundation. Ben, welcome to Veterans Voice. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Man, it's great to have you here. You have a great past, a great present, and an incredibly bright future. Let's dive right into your being a founding partner of Wingman 63 Foundation. Yes, I'm I'm really proud to be the founder of Wingman 63 Foundation. Uh, Our three pillars are veterans, mental health, and youth initiatives. The past couple of years, we've had an incredible event at the Broncos Stadium uh, called Friday Night Lights, Shining a Light on Mental Health. We're changing a little bit to a, a, a movement for mental health, and that's a double entendre because we believe that movement is going to be one of the key things. If you're struggling with anxiety, depression, or stress, getting out and doing a hard workout, I think, is one of the easiest small fixes to nothing else help the current state. And so we're going to be going around to all 32 markets where NFL teams exist. I'm going to partner up with players and cheerleaders and training staff and we're going to go through stuff and we're going to grab veterans and we're going to grab kids and we're going to teach them some stuff some tools some different attributes that we think scientifically are proven to give you a little bit of relief in those areas and we couldn't be more excited about this and then we're also going to be having a major event this year at the academy we're planning on having it in may but due to construction of the new stadium which i am very pumped about we're going to move it back a little bit so that that date is still still pending now, all of this uh, woven into this story that you're telling right now is your connection to the NFL. And one of the things you told me about was that during your time as a player, you did 63 charitable events for years. So you've kind of, you really have a, a lot going on and a great heart for this stuff. While you're doing all of that, you are also serving as a major in the Air National Guard. 
Oh yeah. I, I got, I love that opportunity, especially to come back to my home state of Colorado. I did two years active duty and then I was lucky enough where general Ira gave me a, a slot at the Colorado air national guard at Buckley. One of those pillars of wingman 63 is mental health, but it kind of uh, has its genesis in your very, very close relationship with your brother. Yeah. My, my older brother, he's, I mean, the guy's a genius. He's a, he's a doctor. He's got his PhD. He was just published in nature magazine, which is an unbelievable honor. I mean, he's crushing in every sense of the word. I mean, he just got engaged. He's got plenty of money. He's doing well. And yet he struggles with anxiety and depression deeply. And it's one of those things that really struck home to me because we love this guy to death, but sometimes it's hard for him to see that or see his own worth. And to everyone else, it is blatantly obvious, but he's dealing with mental health issues. And unlike a broken leg or a broken arm, where it's just easy to see and easier to get that medical treatment for, this is a tough issue. But I am so proud of him for the fact that he is open about it and he talks about it and that he's courageous enough so that other people might find the courage to do it themselves. Because I think for the fact that he's been able to be courageous enough to ask for help and be open with us about it, that he's still here with us. And I, I hate to say there's so many other families who are not lucky enough that their loved one did not speak up. And that's the message we want to spread. It's okay to not be okay and to ask for help. That brought that need home, stuck in your heart, and you commit your for-profit operation to giving back. You commit your nonprofit operation to giving back. We're going to take a short pause here. When we come back, we'll talk about exactly what the foundation is doing now, what it's done in the past and how you're changing things up. Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Ben, let's talk about what you have dedicated your life as a problem to solving. Again, one of those pillars of your nonprofit for sure. And using your for-profit to help fuel that mission is the mental health side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's absolutely vital that as a country that we kind of shift our culture in the way we view it. And I, I love to see that we are. I mean, I think there's a lot of great organizations out there who are making an impact and finally we're starting to make that shift, but it's got to be a much larger shift and much faster. Now, you mentioned Friday Night Lights as, as one of your signature events that you do, but uh, you also mentioned that you're changing things up. Are you talking about doing things different, bigger, better? We're, we're going bigger and better. We, we've done it at the Bronco Stadium in the past two years, which has been an incredible event. We've gotten an incredible list of speakers from all, all pros like uh, Justin Simmons and Walter Payton Man of the Year, like Dalton Reisner, as well as putting up some videos on the Jumbotron of previous events that we did with our for-profit where we had major artists and athletes talk about the issues that they were having. But we're, we're going to bring this more nationwide. We're going to have three major events, the dream at three different stadiums. We're going to do to all 32 NFL markets and we're going to develop content series and we're going to bring along other NFL players and we're going to bring it, go do something close to schools and bases and playgrounds near military and their families. And, at that time, kind of teach them stuff, teach them stuff around this area that can really help them. And then as we help them and showcase that these other NFL players truly care about this movement, hopefully that message with a power of media can be spread to a lot more people that need to hear it. 
we can't be there and touch them all, but we can definitely showcase something that can. I cannot wait to see the impact that you have. Let's take a pause here. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how you and Mount Carmel found each other and what that relationship is going to look like. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a longstanding Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center partner and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're there lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Ben, talk a little bit about how you and Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center found each other and what that relationship is going to look like going forward. Actually, uh, I found him when I was at a, at a Bible study who brought up Mount Carmel to me, and I was super excited. I mean, anytime you find somebody who aligns well with your core values and areas that you want to make a difference and two pillars of my foundation and areas that I want to make the biggest impact in is mental health and veterans. And uh, they were nailing it. So I was happy to partner and hopefully team up with more stuff in the future. I'm looking forward again. Um, like I said, to seeing how this evolves and grows and, and naturally veterans voice is going to want to provide our support in any way that we can. Let's start wrapping things up here. Offer some final thoughts, if you would, on where you've been, where you're headed, what's the next big thing? Just ended my uh, NFL career. So I was uh, always proud to be able to wear those two great uniforms. So I'm still proudly serving as a major in the International Guard. But our big thing now is we want to make an impact and we want to bring along others to do it. We believe that relationships are what matters most. And I'm lucky enough to be in a space where I get to pick who I work with. And we're, we're right now with Wingman trying to assemble an elite team of great people who have similar values as us, want to make a major impact and do it within business. So we're looking for those partnerships. We're looking for to find organizations that truly care about the community. And we want to help them give back more to the com community and showcase what they're doing in the community. So if you're one of those people who um, truly believe in some of those aspects, we'd love to partner with you. Go to wingman63.com and hit me up. We, we want to make an impact, and we're excited to partner with those who believe in that as well. You've been listening to Ben Garland, major in the Air National Guard, also formerly NFL, currently founding partner of Wingman 63 Foundation. Ben, thank you again for being here with us on Veterans Voice and allowing us to uh, share your story. I'm Ted Robertson. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, originating from flagship station KRDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Our weekly update coming up next. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. Welcome back to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Ted Robertson. In this segment, Linda Sink, Resource Development and Events Manager, with three items you really need to have on your list because it's food, it's fun, it's it's sports. That's right. It's even hanging out in the parade. I know that's and four, it's four but one of those things has multiple cats. That's right. <laughs> Linda, it's good to have you here. So what's number one on your list today? Good morning, Ted. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Lots of good things happening. And coming up soon on March 10th, we love talking about this because it's a hand up. It's not a handout. Our, our bi-monthly food distribution is on March 10th. It opens at 11 a.m. 
It's at the Norris Penrose Event Center upper parking lot. So the address is 1125 West Moreno Street. We encourage you to line up early. We've seen people out there as early as 930, 10 o'clock to get in line to receive these goods. If you need more information, you could call us at 719-772-7000. I'm also looking for volunteers, community partners, sponsors, anybody that wants to get involved with this. It's a really good cause. It's not just for a military community. It's for the entire Colorado Springs community. But, you know, we want to serve our military community as well. So, again, the food pantry, the mobile food distribution, Friday, March 10th. Okay? So the next thing that's coming up the very next day is is going to be a lot of fun. It's for a great cause, obviously. It's for our programs and services at Mount Carmel. But it's our St. Patrick's Day breakfast, and then you can join us in the parade. So we will be at Blondie's, 10 o'clock for breakfast. It's $25 for a ticket. Gets you the picnic basket breakfast. We'll have it hot plated for you, and you get a free drink at the at the. We'll call it the bar. However, mimosas, there's orange juice, there's coffee, there's all kinds of goodies available to you. And then after you're done eating, if you would like to come walk in the parade, you're welcome to. However, Blondie's will be open for us. So you can sit inside the front patio. You can sit on the second floor balcony and watch it from the top. You can sit out front under under the cap canopy if you would like. But it's going to be a really good time. Phil Long is our sponsor for that. Empty Stocking Fund will be joining us as well. And this is in honor of our good friend, the Guadagnolis. So part of the proceeds will benefit them as well. Coming back to Mount Carmel because we were their their nonprofit of choice. Yeah, and Sam Guadagnoli was a legend in the Colorado Springs food scene. He owned many restaurants. Uh, his wife is... Uh, surviving him, and, and certainly uh, you probably get a chance to meet her. I, yeah, I, would I believe she's going to be there. At that event, which yeah. is, is really kind of cool. Uh, the one thing that uh, we're missing here is exactly where is Blondie's. <laughs> Blondie's. Blondie's is at 24 North Tejon Street. It's got a really good spot right across the street from Cowboys, across the street from the famous Steakhouse. Look at me plugging everybody else. So <laughs> come out to Blondie's, join us. You can get your tickets or just give us a call. Call 719-772-7000. But you can purchase your tickets online at St. Pat's Parade at VeteransCenter.org. S-T-P-A-T-S Parade at Veterans center.org. And Linda, we plug because we care. That's right. And they're our partners, right? We love them. They love us. Yeah. And you got uh, another really kind of cool thing coming up. It's uh, kind of a national event. Happens a lot of different places. And it involves another famous football player. We've been talking about famous football players to hear <laughs> today here on Veterans Voice. Uh, ben Garland played for three different teams. He was oh. number 63. He has a foundation now where he does some really cool things. And oh, nice. uh, all of that is in the podcast that you can go back and listen to at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. Linda, back to you. Very cool. So we now want to tease the April 8 Tillman Honor Run. This is a national event. It's all over the country. And it's a couple different days in April. Ours, however, is April 8. It's a Saturday, 8 o'clock in the morning. You can join the ASU Colorado chapter to run or walk and raise money to support the Tillman Honor Run, the Tillman Scholar Program, excuse me. 
Call me, 719-772-7000. Mark Collins is our local uh, contact point for the event. And, you know, I was out there last year. The weather was perfect. Everybody had a really good time. So we are, again, we're looking for sponsors. We're looking for food. We're looking for vendors. Anybody that wants to come out and support, give us a call. I can send you a flyer. You can go online. Uh, just it's going to be it's going to be a really good time. Now, the AUSA a- is the Association of United States Army. Is that right? A-U-S-A. I believe so. Yes, ma'am. All right. Big organization. Quarter of a million people strong. Several chapters right here in the state. Uh, and Mr. Scott Leeling, a veteran himself, a great partner <laughs> and just a hoot to be around. We, we just have such great folks uh, around us, and we're really privileged. Hopefully, we'll uh, be able to rope your organizer from Pat Tillman Foundation to come in and I'm sure we'll get him talk in with us. Yeah. Either that or on the phone, whatever. Right? Yeah. Right. So we'll make it um, happen. one last thing. Yes, ma'am. We are currently, as of today's date, in fourth place in the nation, meaning we need more people to register and walk or run on behalf of Colorado Springs Chapter ASU. So no matter where you are, wherever you're listening from, you can go to their website, you can register to walk, run, whatever it might be, but you can select Colorado Springs as your choice of chapter. So that way we can boost our numbers. And, you know, Mark is, he's super competitive, obviously. He's a ranger, right? So we always want to come in first, support his team and support Colorado. Yeah, man. Strap on those. uh, (laughs) Gosh, do people wear Reeboks anymore? Oh, boy, I don't. That's such a 1980s thing. I don't even know. Linda will have you back next week for your weekly five-minute update. Linda Sink, the Resource Development and Events Manager for Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center, always bringing the great information. Thanks for being here. Thank you. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. Welcome back to Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Ted Robertson. In this segment, my guest, Mr. Sterling Campbell, you heard from him a little bit earlier in the program today in connection with Honor Flight, but Sterling is much, much more than that. A huge heart for service to the community, a very long-standing partner here at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. He's a VA home loan expert, and his company is Loan Depot. We're going to talk about a couple things today. First, we're going to we're going to lead with a kind of a market update, so that those of you who are in the market or thinking that um, you want to understand it better because uh, you're making preparations to buy a home, uh, we're going to talk about a, a kind of a, what the market conditions are for that. Big announcements coming out of the Veterans Administration with regard to uh, home lending. And then uh, a March 7th home buying class here at Mount Carmel, where you can get to know Sterling personally. He is a man that you do want to know. He is the guy who has the information about VA home buying. Lots of of misinformation out there that we love to clarify when we're together, huh? Absolutely, Ted. Sterling, it's great to have you here. Let's lead with that um, sort of market conditions update. It's really been an insane market up until the last few months. Some people describe what's happening to us now as uh, as what is what used to be thought of as normal. And so it's no harder or easier to get a loan, but uh, it's taking a little longer to buy a house, but prices are coming down. Uh, you know, so it depends on which side of the which side of the transaction you're on, depending on how nervous you should not be. 
It is. And thanks again, Ted, for having me back on the Veterans Voice. We do appreciate it. And so market-wise, you hit the nail on the head. It is a very, very interesting market right now. And uh, perfectly said, it is really we're back to what is called a normal interest rate environment. Uh, interest rates have been artificially low for the last 10 years uh, due to some of the actions of the Fed. Unfortunately, the Fed can't override inflation. And as we all know, inflation is affecting all of us, but it especially impacts mortgages because as long-term investments, the value of that investment goes down, our investors demand a higher yield, i.e. a higher interest rate there. So we're really back to where we should have been. I, I recall when I started 24 years ago, interest rates were eight and a half percent. So yes, six and 7% is not great, but it, it has been much worse and our grandparents can probably tell us uh, stories there. Uh, but uh, I firmly believe that right now is still a very good time to buy. The market is starting to slowly shift when it comes to homes for sale. Uh, we're, we're not going to see a massive drop. There's somewhat of a common thread sometimes with some of the uh, uh, news channels, business stations. They're predicting, uh, in some cases, a 20% drop in real estate values, uh, trying to say this is like 2008. It is not 2008. Nationwide, there is about $26 trillion in equity in uh, families' homes. And so most people have the ability to, if God forbid life happens, they lose a job, they have to move, they have the ability to sell the home, pay a realtor, and more than likely make a profit. So why would they allow their home to go into foreclosure? Uh, but uh, I still think we'll see, we're seeing uh, values flatten out a little bit, but I still think we'll see a small increase for the year. Last year, we still saw a small increase, not as crazy as it's been the last few years, but you know, uh, the year before that, we had a 20% increase in values for, the, for El Paso County. You simply can't maintain that. So we wanna have a little bit of positive growth, but we want to, don't wanna to go too far. So that's why I feel that, again, now's a good time to buy because you're buying now and you're locking in today's prices, which I firmly believe in six months to a year will continue to creep up. So you're then building your equity uh, as opposed to your landlord's equity if you, uh, if you are re renting there. Uh, the other thing is too, is with what the Fed is doing now by raising the federal funds rate and without getting too much inside baseball there, they're trying to get inflation under control. And it's we're starting to see a little bit, uh, it's gonna take a little while to, to trickle down there, but I firmly believe within six months to a year, everyone that we have been doing the last six months or so uh, and going forward, we're going to be refinancing uh, a big chunk of those because interest rates will be coming down. The mortgage back uh, or the mortgage uh, bankers association is predicting uh, 5.3% by the end of the year. I think there's a chance it may even be lower than that, depending on uh, what the Fed does and how that affects the market. So again, it's it's not great uh, from an interest rate standpoint for what we had, uh, but uh, I'm still a firm believer in home ownership, and it's always more fun to own your own home than to pay your landlord's tax deduction. Sterling, when people are asking you for advice about how to buy a house, do you buy on interest rate or do you buy on price? Well, it's a combination of the both, but you know, uh, you, you, as we say, you buy the house, uh, and you know, you're, you're not you're marrying the house, but you're not marrying your interest rate because at some point, interest rates do change. And again, to me, me, it's relative. Uh, bottom line: what are what are your household needs? What are, where are you at from a, a family standpoint? You know, are you ready to buy a home? And so, again, you need to look at both sides. We also look at clients' entire financial situation. 
because unfortunately too many people look at a mortgage in a vacuum and it's separate from all other finances. In reality, it affects everything across the board. So we look at it as, as how can we properly uh, advise our clients if we don't understand where they're at now and what some of their long-term goals are because the mortgage as potentially your largest investment and your largest debt impacts across the board. Sterling, you said uh, earlier as we were opening up the segment that there is big news coming out of the Veterans Administration. I did. Uh, the VA has announced effective as of April 7th that the VA funding fee is going to be reduced. And for those who are not aware of it, the VA funding fee is what all veterans have to pay for the privilege of using their VA home loan. Uh, a lot of people don't realize it because it's simply added to the loan itself. So obviously you're paying interest on it. But again, people, sometimes people don't realize that. Now, the only exception to that rule is anyone who has a 10% or more VA disability or, and this is something new from a couple of years ago, uh, anyone now on active duty that has a Purple Heart now is eligible to have that VA funding fee waived. And uh, prior to yesterday, it ranged anywhere from about 2.6 to about uh, 3.6, give or take, for a variety of you know uh, uh, different categories. But uh, that someone has to pay for the privilege of using their VA home loan. It adds up. It really does. And I can tell you from personal experience, having my own disability, it's probably saved me about 40 grand over the years because I've used my VA so much. So they've lowered it. And so uh, on subsequent use, they charge a higher, uh, lower rate the first time you use it. Any time after that, they charge a higher rate. They've actually dropped that by 30 basis points, which on a $450,000 uh, mortgage home purchase, that'll save someone about $1,500 uh, right off the bat. And of course, then you're not paying interest on that other amount. So that really is a big change. Uh, I've seen it go up over the last few years. I've never seen it gone down. It may have, but uh, typically things like that, like taxes and insurance, we see them go up, not down. So, A lot of veterans don't know that you can use your VA privileges more than once. Well, Ted, you've just busted one of my first myths, and that's some <laughs> of the things that we'll be talking about uh, in our home buying class coming up uh, next month there. Uh, but that is a very common myth. Uh, and as I just mentioned, I've used mine numerous times, but the VA home loan can be used over and over again. One other quick thing I'd like to mention too is in regards to uh, the VA disability. Um, uh, people are not aware, but there is no statute of limitations to apply for a VA disability. So the first thing that I recommend to any client, if you've got anything in your medical records uh, from active duty or when you were in the reserves, go apply. The worst that can happen is VA says no. But if they say yes, typically what they'll do is they backdate to the date of application. And so we can then, you'll have to pay the funding fee, but then we can usually go back and get it back for the veteran. And I recommend anybody that uh, thinks they have a possibility, go see the VSOs over at Mount Carmel. They will take very good care of you. Yes, and, and we do appreciate your partnership with Mount Carmel and all that you do to serve and support veterans in this community, especially in a complicated space like uh, VA, VA lending, home buying, and so along those lines. Coming up on March 7th, you'll be teaching a class here. It's a home buying class. Happens at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. If you're not familiar exactly with where we are, we're on the west side of 8th Street, not too far from the... Uh, Walmart at 530-530 Communication Circle. We're going to give you uh, phone contact and other ways to uh, RSVP for the class. Sterling, uh, let us know a few details about the class and 
what veterans can expect to learn. Great. Sounds good. Well, it is, as you said, on uh, going to be on March 7th, and uh, there is no cost uh, for anyone to attend. I have the privilege of presenting with a, a great agent in town, real estate agent, Gisela Spencer of Treasure Davis Real Estate. She's an active duty military spouse and really does have a passion for serving our, our veteran clients there. But uh, we're, we're going to be covering you know, the VA home loan in general. Uh, and again, busting some of those myths there. Uh, typically, uh, as most people know, one of the advantages to VA is the fact that you can purchase without a down payment. The second thing is no mortgage insurance. And typically on any given day, VA has a better rate. And so uh, I firmly believe, a little biased, but I firmly believe that the VA home loan out there is really the best loan available if, of course, you qualify for it. The other thing that we'll be covering, uh, too, is that VA now has a renovation mortgage. And this can be used on a purchase or a refinance. And what's really neat is our veterans, our disabled veterans can use it for access issues. So from simple repairs to literally a major addition, it can really open up options for our veteran clients. So the class again, the VA home buying class with um, Mr. Sterling Campbell, going to be teaching the class on how to properly navigate the VA home buying system. Great. Well, thanks again, Ted, for having us. We really do appreciate it. Sterling, uh, before we go, uh, would you give uh, RSVP information for people for the class? Yes, sir. So uh, you can call Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center and they can register you for the class. And again, it is on March 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center. Right, RSVP for that uh, March 7th class at 719-772-7000. Again, 719-772-7000. Sterling Campbell, VA Home Loan Specialist with Loan Depot and a longstanding partner here with Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us today. Thanks again, Ted. Have a great day. I'm Ted Robertson. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, originating from flagship station, KRDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Veterans Voice will return with our final segment. We'll be right back. This is Veterans Voice host Mike Lewis, and you can hear us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search for the word wreath for wreaths across America radio and tune in to the Veterans Voice. Now back to Ted Robertson on the Veterans Voice. Welcome back to the second half hour of Veterans Voice presented by USAA and coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast to get the full hour on demand at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. In this segment, a couple of very special guests. Some of the quieter folks around Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, but who do extraordinarily important work. You have heard from Alice Miles in the uh, not-too-distant past. She's a case manager here. She has company today, Nikki Gibson, both of the Military Veteran and Family Services Department here, one of the busiest, most active departments we have because there's so many elements of the work that they do. But what we're here to talk about today is March and the fact that March is Disability Awareness Month and a big, big part of having a disability is what is invisible, more so sometimes than what is visible. Alice, welcome back to Veterans Voice. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate uh, you having me back in the studio to talk about something as important as disabilities. So one of the first things that I do want to say is that there are four major types. There are developmental disabilities, physical, behavioral or emotional, and sensory impaired um, 
disabilities or disorders as well. And I think it's important to highlight this because so many people hear the word disability and assume physical. Yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes that go around. Um, but another important aspect of understanding and becoming more aware of disabilities, not only for yourself, but others around you, is the fact that some of them are invisible, harder to see, or we just don't understand the impact that it has on an individual who does live with them. And in some cases, people are born with these disabilities, and other times these are developed through the experiences that we have throughout our lives. So I'd also like to introduce Nikki. She is one of our work studies and interns um, who has some experience in the disability world. The one I can really talk on for the invisible side of it is uh, traumatic brain injury. Um, so I also have TBI from my military service. Um, so I really get the, you know, the importance of the physical disabilities and also like what's internally, you know, inside you that not everybody can see. Thank you for that. Um, so what I've noticed as far as people in the military population is that learning or living with a disability can create a lot of shame or embarrassment, one in acknowledging it, but also learning how it does change your life. What are your thoughts on that? So um, I first separated from the military 2009, um, and then again I went reserves and then separated again from military 2011. Uh, got back into school, going to college, and I was not aware that I had TBI. Um, from all the explosions that I've been through overseas. And um, so really go, getting back into school, especially in like my mid to late 20s, um, I just kind of thought I was like not cut out for school. I was stupid. Like I couldn't remember stuff um, until one of my VA appointments. They're like, you know, well, with your history, you know, you probably have TBI. And I was like, I don't know. What's that? Um, so they did all the tests, the scans and stuff. Turned out I did. I do have TBI. Um, so really the starting out of that without knowing really what it was, was being frustrated, having to relearn, you know, how to learn, um, kind of like making a new way to like wake up in the morning, do everything kind of exactly the same. Um, I used to get embarrassed about, you know, sometimes stuttering words or, um, mixing up words. Uh, me and my family, I mean, they're all military. Um, we've come up with like a Nikki TBI dictionary. So any words that I mess up and mush together, it goes into the Nikki TBI dictionary and we use it as a family. So I love that. You, know. you guys have your own vocabulary. We do. And some of the words are like really fun to, of course, TBI won't be able to remember them offhand, but um, they are written down somewhere. Is it common for families like Nikki's to adapt? and help uh, that person in their world who uh, has those issues to cope? I think with a lot of time and understanding, yes, it is common when you understand what needs to change and how you can support your loved ones. However, I do think it also takes a lot of time to get there, um, not only as an individual, but as a family to work through those frustrations and learn all of these new changes throughout your life. I think a big part of successfully managing um, a disability in someone's life has has a lot to do with social support around you because it and Nikki you may back up on this mm -hmm. it's wonderful to have support in the background knowing that somebody has your back 
Um, so what Nikki was sharing earlier with that frustration in college uh, hit me a little bit personally because <laughs> when I first got to college, um, I largely felt like I was stupid or just incapable of doing things like math. And it took until I was in college for someone to say, hey, it's not that you don't understand this, but I can see you mixing these numbers up. What's going on? For someone to introduce me to what dyscalculia and dysgraphia are, which are learning disabilities that impact your ability to see numbers correctly, similar to dyslexia where they move around and understand the learning concepts that come with math. So it wasn't that I was stupid or not paying attention in these classes. It was that I had this barrier I didn't even know was there. And it took having someone on the outside to see what I was struggling with to introduce that as a possibility to me. And I think that is extremely important because for so many years, I felt that it was something to do with me. And I know a lot of other people feel that way too, but there's probably more to it if you're struggling or frustrated or you know, feeling some sense of shame, like you're unable to understand or physically perform something. There's probably a reason and it's not something that's wrong with you. So on that, another reason why I want to essentially break down those stereotypes and the stigma that is associated with disabilities is there is still a lack of awareness. However, it's becoming more openly talked about in social circles, our lives, at school, at work, not only about physical disabilities, but things that are becoming more common as developmental disabilities. As we learn more about the brain and behavior, we're beginning to understand things more like ADHD and autism spectrum disorder as well. And one of the things I would like to challenge is that so many people, whether they're diagnosed with these things or they know someone who's been diagnosed with these, seem to narrow it down as if this is the only part of this person or it's their identity. And I want to stress so much that this is one small part of someone, not their entire being. And when you reduce a disability to the only unique thing about someone, you may be creating walls between them and you that you're not even aware of. No, I think I fully agree. Um, And like going back for like the um, structural support, like especially like within my family, you know, there wasn't just because we are, you know, all military and like my husband, he's military, he's a Marine. Um, and he has TBI, so that's fun, both of us with TBI. But um, with our families, um, there was the learning curve of, you know, not saying things like, if, well, Nikki, you don't remember. And it's like, well, no, I don't remember. So it was kind of like a whole unit kind of read, learning how to talk to each other. Because um, at the start of it, before I was like, okay with it, you know, saying things like, well, you don't remember. Like, how do you not remember that? And I'm like, uh, but I just, I don't have an answer. So, um, you know, really just um, kind of like your awareness for it, you know, instead of saying like, oh, you don't remember. Um, I like, you know, when people just kind of rephrase the question to try and get me to remember, because especially like TBI is like, you know, keep on doing those little puzzles, keep on doing those games, keep on, you know, exercising your brain, because if you just kind of adapt to like, oh, nope, I don't remember and blame everything on TBI and I don't remember. Um, it's your life's not going to get easier. It's going to get more complicated. So um, I think the structure and like a good, you know, not even it doesn't even have to be a huge, you know, family. I have six people in my family. Like there's not that many of us. So um, not really. 
I appreciate it. And it is um, over the years I have been good with, you know, learning for myself, um, for my family, like how it is, what it is. Um, and then like coming to places like this and working with other vets who have other disabilities that aren't, you know, as easily seen and um, really just helping them through stuff that maybe I've already gone through. I've kind of maybe sort of figured out and just share those experiences. Mm-hmm. Now there's a, a, a huge piece of the population out there, uh, Alice and Nikki, for you both, uh, that does not live with those conditions. Mm-hmm. And so we can be completely unaware and find ourselves doing something inadvertently insensitive. Um, Alice, in your experience, uh, do these things diminish over time or does a TBI, once you have a TBI, stay with you for the rest of your life? So I would like to emphasize that I'm not a medical professional, so I can't answer that entirely accurately, I believe. I think what makes them easier to manage has a lot to do with the coping skills that people do develop over time, along with the support from their their friends, their families, and workplaces. And it makes signs or symptoms less apparent. There are less barriers to fight through over time. So I think with time, they become easier to manage, and it becomes another part of life that you just have to check a box for, like, oh, right, okay, I have to do this today, or I have to make sure that I build time in for, and just making those adaptations to your daily life. Final thoughts before we close out this segment on this being uh, the month of March and it also being Disability Awareness Month. Um, My final thought there would actually be an encouragement to anyone who is or is not living with any kind of disability in just practicing that conscious awareness where I've noticed people tend to have that first thought of, do you have a disability? When someone is asking for accommodations or they use an elevator instead of stairs. Think about how many people are in your life that you don't know are living with a hearing impairment or um, partial blindness. It could be a physical disability that you don't see that is an invisible disability. It's not apparent, but it's still there, and it can be hard for people to bring that up. It can be awkward. So rather than making judgments or being critical towards what people can and cannot do, I encourage everyone to be practice patience and seek to understand if you notice something say hey I noticed you're struggling or you kind of do this how come ask those questions and get to know everyone for who they are rather than narrowing them down to what they are able to do or what they're not able to do very encouraging very enlightening very insightful as always Alice Nikki you have the final word today as someone who has a TBI and someone who helps people with TBIs and other other conditions as part of Military Veteran Family Services here at Mount Carmel, what would you like to offer as final thoughts today? You know, just with the TBI piece and like working with people, uh, working with vets who have TBI, um, there is no shame in just, you know, writing stuff down. I'm sure I got like three different post-its saying the same thing in three different spaces. But, um, you know, if you have a question, you know, um, you know, you're talking to another vet and they have TBI, you know, really if they're cool with it, just, you know, ask them, how do you do this or how, you know, cause really it's just kind of self-learned life hacks. So, you know, just, I'm always open, you know, for questions and, um, you know, if I can just pass on the little stuff I've learned about myself here and there with TBI, I gladly let other veterans know too. What a wonderful thing. And what is the best way for someone who might have questions or who needs Mount Carmel services from military Veteran and Family Services, what's the best way to contact them? 
We can be contacted by uh, calling our appointment line, actually, at 719-309-4752. And the number one more time. 719-309-4752. Thank you. Alice Miles, case manager, Nikki Gibson, intern, work-study case manager, very full sets of hands, doing wonderful, wonderful work here in uh, Military Veteran and Family Services Department at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Can't wait to have the two of you back and talk more about these things. March is Disability Awareness Month. Be extra conscious and sensitive to those around you who may appear to be having an off day. It could be a permanent condition or it could just be an off day, but be caring, be kind, be thoughtful, be considerate. Allison, Nikki, thank you for being here. Thank you for thank having you. us. I'm Ted Robertson. Join us next week when we talk more about Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and the vast array of services and support we offer to military veterans and your families. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast to get the full hour of Veterans Voice on demand wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can do that at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. Hi, I'm Mike Richmond of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with this message for veterans. Six million AARP members once served in the U.S. military, and many of the issues AARP focuses on for people 50 and older intersect with the critical needs of veterans, two-thirds of whom are over the age of 50. That's why AARP provides valuable resources to help veterans make informed decisions in their pursuit of health care, employment, wellness, and other needs that will empower them to live a fulfilling life. AARP focuses on four key areas when it comes to veterans. Family caregiving, fighting fraud, securing employment, and connecting to benefits and discounts. To learn more and download free resources, go to aarp.org veterans. That's aarp.org veterans. I'm Mike Richman. Look, I get it. Most of us veterans don't like to talk about our feelings. We took the oath. We served. We sacrificed. We're supposed to be independent and fearless, right? But did you know that 83% of veterans experience some form of traumatic stress response? We need to talk about that. And at Next Chapter Community Collaborative, we do. Next Chapter provides veterans and their families with free services to write a future full of security and fulfillment, including sessions with licensed therapists who really understand the veterans' experience. We understand because many of us are veterans, too. We provide a safe place to communicate openly and honestly. There's no judgment, only a team of dedicated professionals working around the clock to provide support to any veteran who needs it. So, if you or a veteran you know is struggling, we've got you. Find services and get started at nextchapterco.org. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, dial 988, then press 1. You've been listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA. Veteran's Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio, located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wirenut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps.